the Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome to Dr. Carol's Couch with your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of Dr. Lieberman, her guests, and callers. Now it's time to have a seat on Dr. Carol's Couch. Here's your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome to today's edition of Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. And today we're going to teach you how to follow your dreams. They have done studies and found that most people have the dream of becoming a published author. So today we're going to let you know um, how to follow your dreams and get published. And why are we talking about this today? Because just a few days ago there was the BEA, the Book Expo America, which is the largest trade uh, show uh, of the English language, of books in the English language, anywhere else in the world, anywhere in the world. And we're going to do it in an interesting format um, because we're going to give you a bird's-eye view of what went on at this expo uh, from different perspectives. You know the story of how if there was an elephant, that once there was an elephant in the room and uh, one person felt the trunk and described the elephant as something uh, long that moves and another person touched the uh, side of the elephant and, and described it as something very solid and hairy. Another person t- touched the tail and described it as something very skinny. And everybody had a different view of what the elephant was like. Well, everybody on this, uh, all of my guests are going to have some different views on what the publishing industry is like as reflected in our experiences, I was there too, at the Book Expo America. In fact, one of my guests, uh, Ginny Weissman, who is a literary agent from Martin Literary Management, is actually at the airport. Don't don't ever say that Dr. Carol's couch doesn't bring you news as it happens. (laughs) She's at the airport just going home from the BEA. Also, Ronnie Gramazio of Martin Literary Management, uh, he's back in New York, but he was also there. Both of them are literary agents. Jim Reardon is the publisher of Seven Locks Press. He had a uh, very exciting booth where a lot of the action was at the BEA. And Sylvia Lieberman, who you may remember um, has been on this show before, she is the author of Archibald's Swiss Cheese Mountain, a first-time author and um, a grandma, um, and she's going to tell you about how it's never too late to follow your dreams. So whatever state of life you're in, whatever, um, whatever phase of life and wherever you live and whatever uh, obstacles you may think that you face to get your first book published, she's proof that, in fact, you can make it happen. So why don't we why don't we start with Jim? Um, hi, Jim. Welcome to Dr. Carol's Couch. Good afternoon. Um, you've been going to the BEA for how many years now? Uh, Fourteen years. And why don't you start by telling us what your experience of it was um, this this time, and what some of the things were that perhaps were different from years before. 
Well, uh, I always enjoy it when it's in Los Angeles for the obvious reason. It's 50 miles away instead of 3,000 miles, and it makes logistics a little bit easier. Um, some people in some of the trade publications said that things were a bit slow, but quite frankly, we were really busy the whole time. Uh, I was very pleased with uh, the way Book Expo went for us. And um, what are and all fourteen years that you went, it was as the publisher of Seven Locks Press. Yeah, mm-hmm. always has been. Uh, we feel that we need to go to maintain our. You know, as a small publisher, we want to maintain our place in the industry. Uh, you know, fourteen years ago, no one knew who we were. Today, people at least know who we are, and they they recognize us as being part of the scene. Mm-hmm. Okay, Ginny, why don't you um, tell us about your perspective? Well, I've been going to the BEA uh, before I even became an agent. In fact, Carol, I think one of the first times I ever went was with you many years ago when Bad Boys came out, and it's been in Chicago normally when I go, and now I've been to it in Washington, New York, and in, um, in L.A., and um, I found it to be... Uh, kind of remote for the New York editors to be in L.A. A lot of the editors that I deal with didn't come out, which I was surprised about. The sales and marketing people were representing the publishers. But from my point of view, um, it was still a very successful show because I got to meet with a lot of the editors, and I had some authors with me. One came in from the U.K. Uh, A couple of them do live in L.A., so it was easy for them to get here. And we went around from booth to booth and still ended up meeting a lot of editors and we find, uh, as an agent and as authors, that FaceTime with the editors makes a big difference uh, rather than just being another email that they get or a phone call that they get. So I thought it was very, very valuable for my authors to meet the editors at the different publishing houses and for me to meet them because right now I've only been in contact with most of them through email or phone calls. So I found it to be uh, a lot of fun and uh, very grueling because it's a huge, huge, huge um, amount of uh, uh Space to cover in a short period of time. I don't know. Were there like 5,000 booths or something like that? I mean, I don't know if the numbers indicate how many booths there are, but do you have any idea, Carol, how many booths were represented? I well, think maybe Jim would. I mean, the numbers did go up to 5,000 and something, but mm-hmm. Jim, do you have any idea of how many exhibitors there were? No, I saw some statistics coming over the PWR, I think, today or yesterday. I think there were upwards of 30,000 attendees. I don't recall how many booths and so on there were, but there were probably a couple thousand. And Ronnie, how was the experience for you? Uh, For me, um, I concur with Ginny. Also, having editors mostly based on the East Coast, it was hard for them to come out to Los Angeles. But I did meet with editors... Um, and having that face-to-face is so much better than talking over the phone or via email. Um, I should say it was, my only, it was only my second BEA because I'm new to the country and I had never attended BEA before, but I, had a, I have attended overseas um, book expos and book fairs and um, the BEA is certainly up there, probably the biggest I've ever attended. Um, but yes, seeing editors and new editors, those that did manage to come to Los Angeles, was great. And um, locking in some, you know, close deals and really uh, moving and shaking was fantastic. Well, that's great. 
And now, Sylvia, first-time author. Well, I can only say that my experience at the Book Expo America was truly very exciting, uh, especially when I arrived at our booth and saw my children's book, Archibald Twitchy's Mountain, prominently displayed among several other creative, excellent books. It gave me a really great feeling of accomplishment. Uh, several people came over to look at the book, and they were thrilled with the message I had in the book of follow your dream and get, that children need that message. Um, and um, many ch- people had purchased the book at the recent children's book festival, and they were explaining the reaction of the children, how they loved the book, and how they wanted to be read over and over again. Um, as a first-time author, that's music to my ears. And I really greatly appreciated these comments. But um, uh, the important thing for me uh, is the fact that a memorable book experience for any child uh, at an early age creates children's interest in books and reading throughout their life. And if I could accomplish that, that's really a fantastic uh, effort. It's worth all the work that went into the book. And, of course, being at that book fair was a special world. I really enjoyed it. Yes, it's um, it's really... I've been at the BEA um, several years, um, and it's coming in, in different... Uh, being... <laughs> Being there for different reasons, different books that I had in, in uh, uh, working on or be, were being published, and so on. And um, it's I think the way that you how you feel about a particular BEA <laughs> depends a lot on why you're going there. I mean, yes, it's a wonderful. Just why don't we kind of back up a little bit and um, tell people a little bit more about what actually what the nuts and bolts of it is, who's there, what kinds of activities go on, and so on, anybody. Well, I'll take it. Uh, this is Jim Burton. Um, uh, we go there for a number of reasons to meet a number of different sorts of people. It might be a buyer with a uh, chain store. It might be uh, people that are interested in translation rights of the different books. Um, it's for additional press coverage. Uh, It's to renew acquaintances that you've done business with in the past. Uh, We try very hard to get something done to have uh, a success level. For instance, uh, uh, take one example. Uh, One of our titles, we sold uh, English uh, publication rights to uh, India over the weekend. And uh, we met with a number of the Jewish Book Council people, and we expect a lot of action from them on our Jewish-related authors. Yes. Um, well, I mean, just to to also sort of describe um, for people, for most of the people who haven't been there. First of all, it's a wonderful place to go. Not only do publishers and literary agents and authors and the press and and um, people buying rights and so on go to these things, but there's also the, the general public um, who comes. A lot of wannabe authors. Well, that's yes. We have to talk about that. The pe- because I've been there too. Um, the people who come to the to the uh, BEA 
um, hoping to talk on their own, not, not necessarily represented, um, but who go from booth to booth uh, trying to interest editors or anybody standing at the booth um, in their manuscript. And um, it's very interesting because uh, there has been a time when I did that um, with for my mother's book, trying to interest publishers in the children's book. And, um, and it was very, it's a very difficult thing to go from publisher to publisher. In fact, Mark Victor Hansen tells the story, he is the co-creator of uh, Chicken Soup for the Soul, and he tells the story of um, how he and Jack Canfield, his co-creator, um, went one year to 144, well, went to everybody at the, at the book fair, from booth to booth, asking people uh, to be interested in Chicken Soup for the Soul. And, of course, you know, they got turned down every place they went. And, of course, they had the last laugh because, you know, now they've sold, um, I don't know, what the latest, 150 million or it's, it's some huge number um, of books. And, of course, that's what every author hopes to do. So, for those of you listening out there, you shouldn't be discouraged. Um, You should think about going to the BEA next year, and we'll tell you more about it when we come back. We're talking about how to follow your dream and get published. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. The Cherry Douglas Show, with the CEO of Worldwide Music Incorporated and the founder and publisher of Gospel Truth Magazine, Cherry Douglas. By tuning in weekly, you will gain insight, tips, and tools to help get your career started. From how to market yourself to distribution of your product, learn the power of faith-based marketing and much more on The Cherry Douglas Show. Join Cherry each week with guests from the gospel music industry, entrepreneurs, speakers, and authors as they discuss faith-based news, events, and trends. The Cherry Douglas Show with Carrie Douglas broadcasts each Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern, and is brought to you by Gospel Truth Magazine and Worldwide Music Incorporated on the Voice America channel. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll free right now at 1 866 472 5787. 1 866 472 5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com 
Radio by George is a lifestyle program dedicated to improving the lives of listeners by focusing on the holistic growth of their mind, body, and spirit. Host Eddie George shares his life experiences as well as the experiences of his guest commentators and experts with the listening audience to focus them toward reaching their personal and professional goals. Tune in every Monday afternoon at 1 p.m. PST, 4 p.m. EST to Radio by George on the Voice America channel and learn more from the life experiences of a man who went from being a somewhat unruly kid in the streets of Philadelphia to a retired professional athlete who has become a role model for not only young people, but for businessmen and women globally. Plan to spend your Monday afternoons with Eddie George and his empowering talk radio show, Radio by George. That's every Monday at 1 p.m. PST, right here on the Voice America channel. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman, talking to you today about how to follow your dreams and get published. Everyone has a story and the makings of a book inside their heart. So you need to ask yourself, what's stopping you from following your dream and getting published? My guests today are sharing their experiences from this past weekend's, long weekend's Book Expo America from different perspectives. We have the publisher of Seven Locks Press, Jim Reardon, literary agents from Martin Literary Management, Ginny Weissman and Ronnie Gramazio. And Sylvia Lieberman, the author of Archibald Swiss Cheese Mountain, a first-time author who was also at the BEA. Actually, all of us was at, were at, was at all of us were at the BEA, myself included. And I was saying before the break about um, how I've been on the uh, needy, whiny side, <laughs> begging, begging is the best description. And uh, I must say, being at the booth of Seven Locks Press, um, because Jim is the publisher of my mother's book. Um, and sometimes he he uh, took the great chance of letting me mind the booth when he had to make some rare trips uh, for meetings and so on. Um, and I must say that it, it, it was a lot more fun being on the exhibitor side of the booth than being on the beggy whining side. <laughs> but... That should not stop any of you from listening to the show because, um, as I was giving you an example before, when there's a will, there's a way uh, to get published, and persistence is a very important part of this. Of course, having a good product is the most important part. A good book, a well-written book is the most important part. Um, Why don't we talk about some examples of what went on at this BEA or at past BEAs so that people who haven't been there can actually get the color of what it's like. Well, Carol, I, I, this is Jenny. I'd like to uh, make a comment about what you just said. It's as important as a well-written book and a good story and content is, what we're discovering with the um, editors is that as important, if not sometimes more important, is the platform of the author. And that's yes. the tip I would like to give yes. to the listeners because if you have a great idea uh, but don't have any way to promote or market that book, 
uh, it's not going to be taken seriously by any of the publishing houses because uh, visibility, high visibility, uh, to promote that book is what you have to start developing right now with the content of your book. So we recommend that people, um, if possible, you know, do radio. They do television, if possible. They um, become speakers, give workshops or anything that, uh, and and build a huge mailing list. That's um, uh, a way. One of the publishers told me uh, that um, uh, an author that they had did a. Uh, email blast for their book and sold 4,200 books on Amazon as a result of their email blast. So that's the kind of email list publishers are looking for now, that you're going to be able to send out an email to a huge mailing list and sell books overnight. So I encourage everybody who's listening who has a dream, who has an idea, in addition to developing that idea, develop your platform. Yes, yes, that's a very good point. Exactly. Uh, yeah, Ronnie, did you want to add yeah, to that? Um, sure. I mean, I'll platform is very, very important and most of my clients are fiction writers and children's and young adult writers so it's quite often when they've got a great story to tell it's quite difficult for them to start off with a platform but I encourage them to you know, develop a blog to keep writing for magazines and newspapers and their local community even even if they can't write for their, um, their major city. Um, but websites, blogs, keep writing, self-edit, and, you know, in order to find a, uh, an agent um, of the perfect fit, you know, mastering the perfect query letter in order for the agent to then approach uh, them and say, look, you know, this is a really good idea, I love your query letter, let's sit down and write a proposal um, because, you know, the agent is blind most of the time until they read the complete manuscript, whether it's fiction or non-fiction. So the agent really needs as much material as possible and for a query letter to jump out is really, really important. And what would be some of the things that you would suggest someone put in that query letter? Um, I would suggest that they uh, mention their platform. <laughs> We're going back to platform. Uh, mention their experiences. Um, if they've got some, you know, high-level education which complements what they've written, certainly put that in. Um, also, just a pricey of the book. You know, I, I, I'm not a really big fan of someone who sends me um, an initial query letter and they include all these attachments of chapters and bits and pieces. I'd rather they give me a page of a pricey of the book, um, a bit about them, um, maybe a pricey of one chapter, and especially if they've been published before and by whom. That would be great. Okay. And I'd like to add to that, Carol, uh, something that Charlene always says, quoting the line from the movie Jerry Maguire when she said, you had me at hello. They have to get us at hello. A really strong uh, opening couple of sentences that really um, tells us what the book is about and to be able to be concise in your pitch and really come up with a log line or something that tells us exactly what this book is is very, very helpful because sometimes you only have time to read a few lines of that letter and uh, we want to be drawn right into it. Mm-hmm. And, Jim, what do you look for when uh, either an agent or an individual um, writer approaches you? What kinds of things do you look for? Well, you know, first of all, uh, not only I, but probably every publisher uh, is going to look for what you were just discussing, and that's platform. In other words, the 
content comes secondary, unfortunately, sometimes, to where, how, and who you're going to sell the book to. doesn't matter how good the book is unless there's a method to sell it. So we keep going to that word platform, and it doesn't mean they have to have their own TV show. It means they have to be a very active, hardworking author who will do anything to sell the book. With the rarest of exceptions, and I can only think of a couple books, the success of any book that we've published has been in direct proportion to the activity of the author. That's what does it. I uh, had a friend of mine a few years ago, several years ago, uh, Charlie Jones had done several books with a major publisher. He was a noted sportscaster natural, uh, nationally. And he called me one day after his book had been out by a major publisher for, let's say, three weeks. And that's what they got, a three-week run out, and then he was on his own. And he said, they expect me to sell the book. Mm-hmm. And that's what it comes down to, is the, the, the publisher and the authors are partners in this deal to, to achieve whatever level of success they're going to have. Yes, a lot of authors are surprised about that. They think all they have to do is find a publisher to agree to publish the book, but that's really just the first step because, as you said, you know, it's the, it's, it's really, um, the, you know, it's great that whatever a publisher does to help is great, but an author can't sit back, you know, at home waiting for those checks to come in, um, they have to do something, you know, whether it's, whether it's, I mean, preferably media, um, but, you know, there are all kinds of ways, going to book festivals, um, you know, but doing something all the time, it's not, you can't just sit back and expect the publisher to, uh, to just be out there selling your book. So that, that is that's a, a rude awakening to so many authors. I'm sure you've seen that a lot, <laughs> all absolutely. of you. Yeah, absolutely. And also I'd like to say, um, Dr. Lieberman, that Ginny and I were part of a pitch slam session just prior to BEA officially starting. And um, it was at the, confer- at the convention centre in Los Angeles. And um, it uh, was held Wednesday night, and there were, uh, you know, a handful of agents who cover various genres and uh, various types of books, and they were confronted by at least 50 um, probably first-time authors who would line up behind chairs and then sit in front of an agent after three minutes was up, then another person would line up and they would have to pitch their book to them. And I would say after probably 50 or so authors that I spoke with, it was probably just one standout um, because that person had a fabulous platform and it, it sounded like that she had also written you know, a fantastic uh, book as well. And it's really unfortunate when I mentioned it to, you know, to these young authors I said to them, you know, what else have you done to try to generate a real buzz for for your book? And they would say, what do you mean? And I said, you know, is there anything that you've written, anything else? Have you been published, a blog, a website? And they were really um, taken aback by that. So um, it's really important, the platform. 
Yes, even even before. Maybe we can talk about that when we come back. But um, yes, it's sort of the same story, waiting for someone else to, to take their manuscript and run with it. Well, we do need to take a break. Um, we're talking about how to follow your dream. I hope you're getting some good ideas here. These are experts in the field, how to follow your dream and get published. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Everything you want, everything you want to do, and everything you want to have is right at your fingertips. People think that accomplishing your goals has to be difficult. Guess what? It doesn't. All you need are the right tools and a map. And that is what author, professional speaker, and now talk radio host Charmin Lane is offering you. Join Charmin Wednesday afternoons at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel for success made simple. Here's a show for baseball players, coaches, parents, and those who love the game. At least 90% of sports success, including baseball, requires mental strength in order to fully benefit from technical ability. And the higher the competition level, the more critical it becomes to possess mental muscle. Tune in every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific time to Championship Thinking, hosted by Jim Meyer, and brought to you by the National High School Baseball Coaches Association. Jim, sports psychology coach, trainer, and author of numerous articles and the workbook, Championship Thinking, Building Mental Muscle in Baseball, simplifies the mental game with Easy to understand tools and tips. With his weekly guests, Jim draws from successes with professionals, college, high school, and youth teams, coaches, and players. Learn how to remain confident and focused at crunch time when pressure, tension, and anxiety like to make an uninvited appearance. Tune in and tune up your mental and technical knowledge and skills with Championship Thinking every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time right here on America's Voice, Voice America. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. Today about how to follow your dream and get published. Um, talking about uh, doing a, uh, an aftermath, a debriefing, from um, the past week's uh, Book Expo America, 
We have Ginny Weissman on the phone from LAX Airport <laughs> on her way home from Book Expo. She is an agent, a literary agent with Martin Literary Management, as is Ronnie Gramacio. I hope I've been pronouncing your name correctly, Ronnie. You have. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and um, he actually has made it back to New York. Ginny and, and Ronnie are both. Ginny represents um, uh, mind, body, spirit type books, and as Ronnie was mentioning, he represents fiction and children's books. Wasn't it also? Um, didn't you, wasn't it also true crime, or have you just? It was. It was true crime. It yeah, was, or, or no long. It, it is, or it was. It is. It is. Okay. Yeah. And Jim Reardon, uh, the publisher of Seven Locks Press, and um, now let's go back to an author's point of view. Sylvia Lieberman, the author of Archibald Swiss Cheese Mountain. And why don't you, um, I think your story of how Archibald um, came to be and, and uh, came to get such praises, you know, with such a heady um, BEA with everybody, <laughs> lots of people swarming around and telling you how wonderful the book was. That's what every author would love to hear. I mean, I don't know if you realize just how, because this was your first BEA, but every author would have loved to have been uh, in your spot at an exhibit with people stopping by and telling you, asking you about the book and, and telling you those who had already bought it and read it, telling you how wonderful it is. I mean, that's like a rare, <laughs> a well, rare opportunity, uh, you know, to... Well, I greatly, greatly appreciate it. I really do, did. I didn't expect such an overwhelming uh, acceptance of the book in all in one spot. <laughs> It was just a, a wonderful thing to hear people praise and um, to hear that children love the book, and that was really why it was written for children to enjoy. So why don't you tell us about well, I, because you, all the people who are listening who are thinking, well, I could, you know, that that sounds great, but it would never happen to me. Well, why don't you tell them of how the story of how Archibald was born and, and okay. the past? Okay, I have been writing the greater part of my life, and I have been taking many, many college courses in New York, um, any kind of a course that meant writing, uh, journalism, script writing, advertising, whatever, and one of the courses was writing for the juvenile reader, which, of course, is children's books. And um, the professor gave us assignments, and one of the assignments was to write about a small animal. Uh, I, we were 15 students in the class, and I said to myself when I got home and sat down with pen in hand, everybody's going to write about a cute little puppy or a cute little kitten. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to write about Archibald the Mouse. And I did do that, and I handed in the manuscript, and when we got the manuscripts back, the uh, top of the ma my manuscript, the, t the professor wrote, this manuscript is publishable. See me after class. Hmm. And Archibald was born. Uh, of course, when I saw her, I couldn't wait until the class was over, and, we, and she said, I wouldn't change a word in this manuscript. The only thing you have to make up your mind, what age group you want it for, because if it's a young age group, there's a few words that are a little too mature. But if it's a three to eight, it's perfect the way it is. And, of course, needless to say, an author's dream to hear those words was really remarkable. Um, I have been writing, as I say, the greater part of my life. And um, now that I'm a senior, 
My mission is to inspire other people. Uh, okay, well, wait, wait, back up a little bit. So the teacher wrote that and, and gave you a list of publishers that you yes. should send it to, and well, then... you know the story, and so do I. Well, but the let's tell it don't. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the, the um, teacher gave me a list of, of various publishers, and I was all fired up to do something about it, but unfortunately my dad passed away a few days after. And so that manuscript went into my file, because I was certainly not in any mood to do anything about that script. Um, actually, um, my daughter, Dr. Carol Lieberman, asked for a copy. And I was curious after so, many, so much time went by, and she said, I love the book, I just want a copy. And she took the copy to a book fair in New York, and now the story can be told. She met Jim Reardon. Hi, Jim. <laughs> and um, he thought the book was certainly worthwhile publishing, and Archibald was launched. And it's a great story. I'm sure uh, people out there who have a story in their file, just like I did, I would love to hear that they're inspired enough to get it out and get it going. Just pursue those ideas and unfulfilled dreams. It's never too late. Well, that's uh, I, I, that is an inspiring story. Um, I don't know if it, would any of you like to make some comments. Since I, I think Ginny and Ronnie, this may be, and even Jim. I don't know if you um, had heard that whole story, but if you'd like to comment on it, feel free. Well, I think any author is facing. Uh, this is Jim. Is facing uh, daunting odds. Okay. Uh, I see probably 20 manuscripts a week, and I'm a little guy. Uh, we're going to probably publish 25 books a year. Uh, they are really up against it. Uh, there'll be like I believe the most recent numbers are there were 400,000 books published this year. Uh, half of them, however, were traditionally published. The other half were simply published print on demand because there are so many opportunities, but so few of them really get fulfilled. The main thing that I would tell any author is never give up. No matter how many no's you get, you don't give up. You keep trying. There's a lot of reasons that you've written the book. Uh, it might be cathartic. You think you're going to be on Oprah. You're going to make a million dollars. But the truth is, it's your blood, sweat, and tears in the book. And you just don't give up, and you keep trying. Uh, very briefly, I remember I met uh, Mary Higgins Clark, and I sat with her at lunch once, and she was giving a little speech, and she said, okay, so you've sent out ten queries, and ten people have written back and told you you cannot write. She said, well, they can't read. Okay. <laughs> she said, I went over 35 before I sold a two-page short story. So the odds are against you. Maybe you'll hit that big one and you just don't quit. Yes, it's uh, you, you, you say next. When you get a no, you say next. And, uh, I mean, you know, obviously there has to be some balance because some people, I mean, it is true, we do have to admit that 
some people do send in, um, whether it's to you, a, a publisher, Jim, or to an agent um, like Ginny and Ronnie. I mean, I'm sure you all get some things where you scratch your head and, and think, you know, does this person really think they can write? But at the, So, you know, sometimes it is useful to have an editor check your material, but, um, but so much of the time, you know, there are worthwhile things. What, what, let's go back to what you said, um, though, about, because I heard that, that number two this weekend, um, about over 400,000 books being published, but about half of them were traditional publishers and half of them were um, self-publishing. And I'd like to know what you, what you think about that. I mean, Jim, what, what do you brought it up? What do you think about that? Well, I think it's, it's got trend. a really good place. Uh, you think what? I think it has a really good place in the industry. Every book's not going to get published by a traditional publisher. There are a whole variety of what we would call subsidy presses or, or, or self-published presses that help get their book, people's books in print, you know, for modest amounts of money, okay? Uh, and I think it's got a great place because other, uh, if you're an author, uh, it's better to have your book published. I don't care whether you had a hundred copies or not, but you're just one of those four hundred thousand. And I think that's really important. I think there's a place for it. Uh, every book's not going to sell a million. Every book's not going to sell ten thousand copies. So there's a place for for everyone. And Carol, I'd like to interject here that. Yeah. Um, some books have gone on from being self-published to going to a major publisher, and ironically, it's because they've sold a lot as a self-published book. You would think that the market might be saturated, but the way the publisher looks at it is that if you can tell, sell 10,000 copies out of the trunk of your car, there's definitely an audience for it, and they're more likely to take you on. And some successful titles have actually started as self-published books and then gone on to major publishers. But for somebody who has a platform as a speaker or has their own website, Self-publishing is really good because you can sell it off your website or you can sell it at the back of the room after you speak, and you're actually getting a higher return. Uh, you can print your own books on demand for sometimes $3 a book, and you can sell it at the back of the room for 15 or 20 So sometimes you do better than you would getting a small royalty from the uh, publisher. Well, do you, um, Ginny and Ronnie, feel that and we're going to – I know where they're going to – they're going to – there's going to be a break here in a minute, but uh, maybe you could think about this. Whether you see this as a threat, and Jim too, you know, whether you see this as a threat that there are so many more people doing self-publishing. I mean, if people, if everybody did that, they wouldn't need agents or publishers. Well, there we go. <laughs> you can think about that for when we come back. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. We've been talking about how to follow your dream and get published with my guests who have all been at the BEA, Book Expo America, and have been giving their perspective and helping you because everybody listening, I am sure, has a book in their heart. So stay tuned and we'll hear more. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. Yeah! If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? 
Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com Here's a show for baseball players, coaches, parents, and those who love the game. At least 90% of sports success, including baseball, requires mental strength in order to fully benefit from technical ability. And the higher the competition level, the more critical it becomes to possess mental muscle. Tune in every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific time to Championship Thinking, hosted by Jim Meyer and brought to you by the National High School Baseball Coaches Association. Jim, sports psychology coach, trainer, and author of numerous articles and the workbook, Championship Thinking, Building Mental Muscle in Baseball, simplifies the mental game with Easy to understand tools and tips. With his weekly guests, Jim draws from successes with professionals, college, high school, and youth teams, coaches, and players. Learn how to remain confident and focused at crunch time when pressure, tension, and anxiety like to make an uninvited appearance. Tune in and tune up your mental and technical knowledge and skills with Championship Thinking every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time right here on America's Voice, Voice America. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, helping you to follow your dream and get published with my guests, publisher Jim Reardon of Seven Locks Press, literary agents Ginny Weissman and Ronnie Gramazio of Martin Literary Management, and Sylvia Lieberman, author of Archibald Swiss Cheese Mountain. Um, before the break, I was asking about, you know, whether you, Jim, Ginny, or Ronnie feel threatened by this new trend of self-publishing. Um, I don't think I feel threatened personally, but I think a, a lot of the editors at the major houses do. Um, but, you know, speaking to them... And if I'd speak to them regarding a proposal that I'm not really going out with yet, but I'm just sort of, you know, passing it by them and seeing what they think, they'll say, has the book been self-published and how many copies? And I think their concern is, from my point of view anyway, that the book already has a presence in the marketplace, whether they've sold lots of books or not. So they don't see it as a fresh book, which is like a catch-22 because you need a platform for the book. So they may feel threatened a little, but I personally don't. I'd like to give the author a chance, particularly that they have been self-published. Yes, and there have been some classic examples of books that have been self-published that then went on to be blockbusters. I mean, the one that comes to mind um, first is The Celestine Prophecy. He was selling that out of the back of his car. I don't know, can any of you think of other examples of that? Um, oh, there's a current fiction one called The Shack right now that's making the bestseller list, and and uh, that one, too, went from self-publishing, and now it's a, a huge bestseller. But um, in terms of feeling threatened, what I wanted to say about that is, no, I think we always have more queries than we can ever handle, so I don't think the, the uh, clients are going to disappear for us. But we're also a management company in addition to being an agent um, agency, 
so we look at everybody's um, big picture for them in terms of how this may be able to be turned into a movie or is there television potential for this particular author and, and that kind of thing. So that's the part of the business that really appeals to me is the, is the uh, management part of it and the big picture. So even a, a self-published author who came to us and there was movie potential there, I'd, I'd certainly like to go you know, develop some kind of uh, plan for them to, to take it into other forms. Yes, and, and Jim, you certainly had some people come up to the booth during BEA uh, who were potentially interested in numerous books for movies. You want to talk a little bit about that? Well, yeah, and, and, and I would also say uh, we're not threatened at all. The uh, uh, I'd like everyone to have the best opportunity that they can have uh, to get their book published in any manner that they get it published. I, I can't tell you how important I think that that is. Uh, we did have a number of agents or TV packages or things, like, people like that, come up to the booths. We have about five or six books that are presently in some state of being optioned, okay? And, uh, and, and that's a home run type of thing for a book or an author. And that's why you listen to everyone. We had interest from, uh, uh, probably 10 to 12 different Important production companies and our agents over the uh, over the uh, show. Mm, that's a lot. Yeah, now and and that's one of the reasons that I stay at the booth all the time, if possible, because you know I try to recognize who it is that's coming to see us, what books appropriate for them, you know, uh, what author who might be there that I'd like to introduce them to. Uh, it's just a big networking thing. Yes, it's, I, I must say that I um, noticed you doing that, um, being able to sort and <laughs> maybe it's, I know it kind of runs counter to never judge a book by its cover, but you seem to be able to, and I guess 14 years will do it, to hone in on, you know, who are the more serious people who, um, have something to offer or, you know, in one either as an author or as, uh, let's say, a movie packager or, and who are the people who are just sort of loitering around the booth. Exactly. That's what you really try to do is anyone tries to be as efficient as they can with their time, and yet you got to try to be uh, polite to everyone. Mm-hmm. Yes, and that's, you know, it, it's very interesting because you saw the show from, from behind your... Um, Table at the at the booth um, for the most part, and Ginny and Ronnie were running around, um, you know, making trying to squeeze in as many appointments as you could with different editors at the publishing at, at the publishing houses. And and Sylvia, you were <laughs> you were at your glued to your table um, with uh, with a, a live Archibald Mouse um, next to you, uh, stopping traffic. So that's another way that not only from what you were doing, you know, why you were there, but actually logistically and, and physically you were all seeing the show from uh, from different perspectives. Well, I was just happy with the exposure that Archibald Sweet Cheese Mountain was getting, and I, I thought that was a very valuable uh, project for us for the three days. Um, I would like very much to just continue on that theme. It's never too late. And um, I feel that um, the message to seniors uh, is important, and there may be many a senior out there with manuscripts stuck in their file as well. 
I just want to say that, you know, modern science has given us effective medicines and new pro procedures to allow us to extend our lives. But what are we doing with those extra years? Uh, we can do something, and we can accomplish something, and we can have the realization of some idea or some hope, some dream. But do it now. Persevere. How great it will make you feel, believe me, take it from somebody who knows. Instead of just sitting and letting time tick by, get confidence. Go for it. You'll really be glad that you did. And that goes for people who are chronologically seniors, who are actually age, the age of seniors, and those people who just feel like seniors because they feel like they've been uh, trudging around, you know, either trying to get their book published or um, not even trying, but just kind of um, living day to day in a life that isn't really as as wonderful as they dream of, you know, which makes the days seem longer. Um, so you can feel like a senior when you're 35. Um, I want to make sure that there's enough time for me to give out the websites of each of my guests, um, and you can find out more information about them, about, you know, what they do, and, and uh, see whether there's something that's right for you. Um, uh, Ginny Weissman and Ronnie Gramazio of Martin Literary Management, their um, website is Martin literarymanagement.com and Jim Reardon of Seven Locks Press the publisher the book is the website is called sevenlockspublishing.com sevenlockspublishing.com and Sylvia Lieberman the author of Archibald Swiss Cheese Mountain her website where you can uh, read more about the book and uh, and some of the endorsements and so on the the website is archibaldmousebooks.com ArchibaldMouseBooks.com. So I'd like to thank all of you for being my guest. I think we've been uh, managed to convey the flavor of the book Expo America, but also give people um, the royal road to getting following their dreams and getting the book that's in their heart published. So again, the publisher is Jim Reardon of Seven Locks Press at SevenLocksPublishing.com. Ginny Weissman and Ronnie Gramazio, literary agents at uh, martinliterarymanagement.com, and Sylvia Lieberman, the author of Archibald Swiss Cheese Mountain, at archibaldmousebooks.com. And thank you all for listening. I, I really do hope that you will take the book from your heart and go for it, do something about it. And uh, now there are more opportunities than ever, especially now that you've gotten the tips from the top people in the field. So thank you all for listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Thank you for joining us on Dr. Carol's Couch. Join us next week at 1 p.m. Pacific time for another installment of Dr. Carol's Couch. We'll save you 